like literally there's people out here. There's a there's a speaker. They can hear me. Those people at that table right there, they could physically hear me if they actually wanted to, but they're not paying attention to me. And so I could be saying, hey, lady with the gray shirt, I have $100 for you. But because she's not paying attention, she she can't get it. And it's not that I don't have $100 for her. I mean, I don't, but <laughs> I could cash out her maybe if she was listening. Um, but it's it's not that I don't have what she needs, it's that she can't hear me or that she's not listening to me. Welcome to A Christian Podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. All right, so we have Freedom Park, and I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves starting to the left. What's going on? This is Keith. What's up? What's up? This is Tay. Hey, fam. This is Baruch. And Robin. Smooth. So today we're going to be talking about, at least we're going to start off talking. You know how they worry. We all, we start on one thing and be everywhere. But we're going to start talking about um, what to do when you can't hear God's voice. Mm. Because sometimes we all go through seasons where you're like, I don't have the answer. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. Lord, what do you want me to do? What are you saying? Where are you at? Um, and that could be very frustrating. And in another episode, which if I go in the order that I shot, which I don't know yet, um, that would have already come out. But, you know, someone shared a story of, of what they did as a result of not being able to hear God's voice. And sometimes that could lead us to do um, going to sin or to even do things that can open us up to um, some bad things. And so we don't we don't we don't want to do that. And so I'm hoping hoping that this can prevent us from from some of that. So talk about a time, share at whoever wants to share first, where you like had a thing or a need or when you just couldn't understand what God was trying to do at the time. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm going st- to do a different question. I'm going to do it in the order I wrote it. That's why I wrote it this way. So how does... Yeah, how does God typically speak to you? It'll start there. I guess I'll go. Um, I think God, he, like, you know, typically speaks to me, like, just... I mean, I know it sounds very fundamental but like like through his word and it's in his spirit because and they 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 tie hand in hand so like it's like i can be reading something and he's like i feel him literally like speaking to me from his word it may be a story but then it just the application of it the revelation of it like hits me and then you know you soak it in and then then you get in real life life happens and then those same words of the Bible, like, come back to you in a very, very real way. And he speaks it. And so, and then it's applied literally in that situation. So where you, you just hear him in the spirit. And so that's kind of how I get, you know, revelation, one, from reading the word. And then he applies it by just, like, bringing it back into my spirit in a whole totally different situation. Um you know, and like even earlier today, like even during watching y'all in the podcast, wow. he was speaking to me 
in his spirit and it was word and then wow. I'm googling the word and I'm like bow 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 so it's crazy dang yeah. I imagine like it's like all coming together like you can see it like dee, 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 dee. that's yeah, dope that's yeah, dope yeah. anybody else how does God speak to y'all it's, that, it's very similar to Keith um, that that picture of like bow 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 it's, that's almost like the confirmation that I need sometimes is when I'm reading the words or that combination, like he was just talking about, between spirit and the word, I will wake up and the Holy Spirit will drop in my my mind, for, for example, like Elijah. So then I go read that passage of scripture and where he takes me is exactly parallel. Like he'll start speaking, his spirit will start speaking to me that parallels other areas of my life where I'm in that season or I'm in this type of season. And for me also, the another way that God speaks to me is in a practical sense, when I talk to the Lord, I often write down my prayers or journal my thoughts, but I actually reserve a different color pen every time for the Lord to speak. And so I will put, I physically, for me, put my pen down and wait for him to speak and write down in that other color when I feel like the Lord is speaking back to wow. me. Um, and that has just been, it's been a practice that I've done for a while, but it's one of the the clearest ways that I can really distinguish between when God is speaking and when I'm speaking. And then it gets real messy when I have questions. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do I do? <laughs> That's good. Baruch? God doesn't speak in the same way to me. But I do agree with Taylor. He does speak when it comes to the situation, the seasons of life that I'm in. Because some days he speaks through people. Like there were moments where somebody literally walk up and say, hey, I'm a pastor. I don't know what, what God trying to do in your life, but this is what you need to hear. And it's like literally what I was thinking about throughout the day. And then other times it's you frustrated, but then you walk into the church and then the word of the day is specifically catered to your season, you know? And so I think I'm at a point in my life where I don't compartmentalize God's way of communication no more because before I did, because I was like, oh, if it's not through the word, then it's not him. Now it's like, no, like, does it apply to where I'm at in life, you know? Mm. And then really just asking for the Holy Spirit to make sure it is God. That's good. That's good. Robin? Yeah, I mean, God literally, like, speaks to me in, I don't want to sound cliche, but legit, like, everything. Like, I could be watching TV or like listening to music or like talking to a person like there's no way I can like box him in to just one way like it's literally like everything if I'm paying attention I'll hear him dope dope yeah I get a lot re recently especially what I call impressions which is that hearing a random thing or hearing something it's not in the voice of God it's in your own thought voice or your own mind but you hear it and it's like all right let me you like you just hear like I, sometimes i hear a random scripture or a word or a person or a thing and i'll be like if i hear a person's name i'll be like i'll text them and i'll like if i heard baruch's name and then one word that was like uh provision or something i would just text them like yo bro I don't know if this is for you or not. If it is, take it. If not, throw it out. Um, but I believe that I heard something about provision for you. Here's a scripture on God's provision, and I'm just believing that you'll get blessed. Like, I've done that with Keith before. Like, just something random. Like, hey, man, this is what I 
thought that I heard from the Lord, if it was from you, if it's for you, take it. And again, I'm never going to say anything that's going to, if they do take hold of it, it's going to lead anybody astray. Mm-hmm. Like I went to, hey, Baru, you're going to meet your wife this week. I would never say anything like that, right? <laughs> because now he's like, if he trusts the voice of God in me, he's like, okay, well, he's meeting every, like every random lady. He's like, are you? It's like, that's that's dangerous. I'm never going to do anything that's like, you can't back up with scripture. Um, and so like, if God, you know, um, the other day I, I just felt like um, he was telling me to tell somebody that it's worth the wait. So I was like, okay, boom, here's a scripture on patience. If this is for you, take it. If not, don't. But they were like, yeah, like, this is exactly what I needed. So I'm like, cool. But there's times where you'll miss it. Um, but it's that, that, that's like the hearing the voice of God. It don't always, don't expect it to sound like you can hear him. Um, God can't speak audibly and, and uh, to the fact, to the point where you can actually hear it. But um, it's not typical. It's not uh, regular, especially the, these days so um, it's really more about reading the word getting the word in you so now that's all he speaks to you is his word back and so now if you have your his word in you Mm -hmm. you're going to think about those things like that's going to come back out of you when when the time is necessary so um yeah yeah that's that's a good point what's really cool about what you just said even with the impressions and when i think about what it's like to continuously grow in hearing the voice of god is taking that step of obedience because like you said you get that one word but it's like (laughs) as you follow that breadcrumb then you see another breadcrumb and each step you take you see more so many times in the same way i've got i've gotten for example like a name and a word and i go to start to text them just out of obedience and then the rest comes yeah or yeah. i go to pray for them and then the rest comes but it's not until i actually take that step to act on what it is that god dropped in my spirit that it actually yeah comes yeah to fruition. that's a good that's a good point <laughs> that follow up i think too and to his point like he can speak to you also in these very unconventional ways meaning like you cannot be doing the right thing. You can, yeah. even in your disobedience, God yeah, yeah. can be speaking to you. Like, <laughs> you know, you know about Jonah, yeah. like he was disobedient and like, God, he, you keep, That's you good. keep running into a wall yeah. because you're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> and it's like, God is saying to you, yeah. do it the right way. And so sometimes God and his grace yeah. is like just showing, speaking to you through situation, you know, by blocking what you want to do yeah. that may not be his obedience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's good. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How do you know, like, it's God that's speaking to you? I think the, even, like, going back to the one point I made, I think it's always, like, it, can you confirm it with the word? What if you don't know the word? Then you got to, that's the, pro, That's so go back to the episode that we recorded earlier about uh, how to read the Bible, why you should read it, how to approach it. Because uh, if you don't have the word in you, it's just hard to to discern what he's saying. I've said this on a few episodes before, but like when you first start texting somebody, everybody has their own style of communication. And so some people text with a lot of exclamations. Some people don't do anything. Some people send emojis. Some people don't. So if I text by root and he just says, I say, hey, bro. You coming out to the podcast to the to the park today? And he's like, "Yeah, nothing else." I might be like, "Does he really want to come? Does he 
But if I've been texting Baru long enough and I know that's just how he texts, he's not really, really expressive. But I might text Robin and Robin's about like, um, sorry, dogs distracted me right now. Uh, if I text Robin, Robin might be like, yeah, like I'm really pumped up. She might send me a scripture of encouragement with emojis and this and that. And so if I if I judge the two things yeah, yeah. on the on his one text, I'm like, dang, Baruch don't really want to, he ain't even really feeling it. Like, am I forcing him to go? And so it's that when you know the word, when I know how Baruch communicates, I'm like, that's just how he responds. It ain't, that's that's him. He's excited, just as excited as Robin. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing with the word. When you begin to, to learn it and know it, you you learn God. Because John 1, in the, in the beginning, was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So they're not, you can't separate the two. Um, does that answer your question? And to piggyback, I think you also got to adjust your communication. Because just like as Taylor's talking about, you write, I know you also talk. You know what I mean? Just like when you message somebody, I may text you first, but you're going to hear my voice. Yeah. You know, like you eventually have to hear my voice because, so you got to be willing to adapt with God too. So that's a good point. That's a really good point. And I, I think the other thing too, and this might be getting into what we kind of started off with, but I will never forget one of the best advice that was given to me in a, in a particular season. I was like, what is the Lord saying? Was when you can't hear God or can't feel God, read God. Mm-hmm. And it's like just the discipline of continuously go, getting in the word it's alive and active. One, I remember one time in college, I read the same passage of scripture for a week straight. It was just a challenge that mm-hmm. somebody in my life had given me. But was like, the challenge was, can you allow God to actually reveal something new to you every day when you're reading the same exact passage of scripture? Yeah. And he does. Because it, the word, like you were saying earlier, the Bible also says that the word is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword so it's that alive part of it and really being able to watch god bring the word alive to your point robin i think you start to understand how god talks how god when you understand god's character and god's heart i think it helps discern his voice Mm -hmm. and it makes it easier to 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 continue to follow that voice because, again, the first time you ever hear a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, you're like, did I just think this? Yeah. And especially yeah. if you know the person, you're like, am I just going off of what I know about this person? Yeah. And then you're like, okay. But then you share it, and they might be like, oh, yo, this is exactly what I needed. Then at that point, you're like, hmm. <laughs> maybe I do hear them. And so the next time you hear that, again, you always you always – Put it against the word. You know, I'm, I'm never going to say anything that doesn't align with the word. If I don't know if it aligns with the word, I check. If I can't find it, I'm just not going to share it. I'll just pray about it, and then that'll be that. But if it's something that aligns with the word, and I feel like I heard it, I'll just try. I'll I'll, I'll be obedient. You know, my best. Of course, I miss it sometimes. Sometimes I I don't do it, um, and that's where His grace is, you know, comes in. But only God knows the result of your disobedience. Mm. Wow. Only God knows the result of your disobedience. So, because God doesn't need us, right? Yeah. But he, he chooses to work yeah. with us and to use us. Um, and so, there's a word that he might want to give Keith that if I, thank you, if I don't, if I'm disobedient, Keith doesn't get it. But I don't know that. 
and right. Key doesn't know it either. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like we feel okay because there's no consequence because we can't see it. But what I could have said might have changed his whole life or his perspective on this thing or what he was about to do today or, or whatever the case may be. But because I'm like, eh, I don't really know if that was you, God, whatever. Doesn't hurt anybody. No one gets hurt. Cool. But again, only God, like, I, I'm, and when we get to heaven, like, it's just, imagine all the things that you didn't do that you're like, ah, I, you know, and he and knows, but he's still God is just that sovereign. Yeah, yeah. That Keith would still get what he needs. Yeah. But I always, I often think about God, the concept of God's original intention. So, like, when you think about, even when you think about Jacob and Esau and, and what Rachel did to help Jacob, like, get mm-hmm. hit the blessing from Esau, it, when they were born, the Bible says that Jacob was the older was um, served the younger mm-hmm. that was prophesied over him but was it god's original intention for them to go into strife in the way that they did because he came after the promise in the way that he did like was that the original right. intention of god or was that a manufacturing of what was prophesied yeah, yeah. so in that same way it's like just to to your point about disobedience it's like it will we we won't know the implications of that yeah but it's like that double-edged again god is so sovereign and loving and just and good that his people will still get what they need but when you really tap into the original heart and intention of god it is pristine yeah yeah that's a good point i was just gonna say can we like i don't know like talk about like the heart of god so that people know like who don't read his word, like what he sounds like and what he doesn't sound like. Mm. I'm just thinking through like how to articulate the heart of God accurately because that's really like saying, can you describe God? Which is, it, it, it is simple, but it's like, there's no word. There's, I could never fully describe him. So it's like, how can I just get as close as possible? Uh, Keith, you ready to say something? Man, just, <laughs> it's a scripture that's so dope. I think it's Psalms 119, I believe. Um, and it says, this kind of helps me, but it says, how precious are the thoughts that I have towards you. And it talks about how God is, you can't not, num- there's no number that you can put towards his precious thoughts towards you and his love towards you. And his heart for you and it's like you can't even count them like you know that song you the bless you can't even count and so that's the for me at least um it's just in you cannot even describe it is it's, it's undescribable but they're precious and he knows the plans that he has for you so like that's for me that's like the heart of god and if you think about your own life you know what i mean like if i think about how how crazy my life was and all the things i've done horrible things that i've done crazy things and like he still has grace on you, still, you know what I mean? And so I think the powerful thing is, as Christians, maybe, is sometimes we can help articulate the love of God through our testimony. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they they, you know, people have seen your life and they've seen where you've, you know, what I'm saying done wrong or whatever the case may be, or been delivered, and then you testify and you witness, and that shows the love of God as well. So Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Keith, I was gonna try to find a scripture. Yeah. So I'm not. So I'm 119 is the longest <laughs> song I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like four pages long. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I tried. 
I tried to find it real quick. I said it. Keith chose the longest scripture right, process, the longest 139. song. 139. 139. Okay. You had the one in the nine. Gotta get that tech, bro. No, you good. Um, <laughs> I just I just thought it was funny because I was like I'm gonna find it real quick and then I said I'm not searching through all this. By the time I find it, he's gonna be done speaking. Um, that's good. Did you want to stab at? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. Like, I feel like to talk about what God isn't. Um, because before I got in the Word, I heard voices. I heard the voice of God, and I also heard not the voice of God. And I was, like, very confused. Like, who's talking to me? Um, And I'll say this. Like, God is not condemning. Like, he's not condemning. For such a long time, like, I thought that was the heart of God. Like, God does not condemn you. Um, And I really feel like that's, like, one of the biggest ways the enemy, like, tries to deceive is by like manipulating um, just the voice of God to be like condemning. That is not like God's nature. He's love, he's kind, he's good, uh, he's joy. And even when you aren't, you're engaging in something that you aren't supposed to be in, like the way he wants to get you out of that is like in love. It's never like talking down um, at you. Can you explain the difference between uh, condemnation and conviction. Yes, I think. Because for somebody listening, he's like, I don't like. We don't use the word condi- condemning or yeah. condemnation every day. So just for like that, the you know somebody listening. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like condemnation tells you like who you. It talks down on you at like telling you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. But like conviction says because you are that, you shouldn't do this. It's not downwards. Like conviction will lead you upwards, whereas condemnation will have you feeling small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think condemnation is like that's how you get into shame, you get into hiding. Condemnation is. Adam and Eve in the garden hiding from God yeah. as if you could hide from God. <laughs> like it's, 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 I'm ashamed of my sin. And because of that, I, I'm withdrawing myself from God yeah. because I think he's upset. I think he's uh, so disappointed at me that he doesn't love me. I feel like, yeah, it's when I feel like what I've done changes my perception or changes the way God perceives me. Yeah. So, yeah, condemnation is when I feel like what I've done changes the way God perceives me. Conviction, like you said, is like, you're better than that. Yeah. You, you shouldn't have done that. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm still me. I'm still the beloved son and yeah. daughter of God. And God doesn't view me any differently. And instead of actually, I remember one time, I felt, we feel God's presence sometimes, like, physically. But, like, I remember one time when it was like really like the first time that I had sinned and instead of trying to hide or run or withdraw, I went straight to prayer and like I felt God's presence like never before. And he was really just like, this is what you're supposed to do. 
you don't mess up and go further away. I'm the I'm the one that you need. Like I'm the only one that can get you back to where you're supposed to be. So you running and hiding doesn't help help you at all. And like when I actually went straight to prayer after, because you always feel unworthy. Yeah. Like when you when you when you sin, you're like, dang, I'm in shame. Yeah. I don't feel worthy. God, I I'm not worthy to be in your presence. Yeah. That's not the heart of the Father. I don't have children, but I imagine if they did something wrong, I wouldn't want them to go, walk, go around the house hiding from me. Like, that doesn't solve anything. That's how we look. And it sounds funny, but, like, that's how foolish we look, hiding hiding from our father whenever we've sinned. His heart is like, look, first of all, I already know. <laughs> that's the one thing. We try to act like, uh, like, like we're revealing something to him when right, we come to him. Right, right, right. I already know. I knew you, should, you were going to do that before you were even born. And two, it's like, come back to me. I'm the one that can restore you. Yeah. I'm the one that can renew your heart, that can purify you, that can wipe you clean. Don't hide, because that's how you get caught up by the enemy, because now you're out there, mm-hmm. and you're just on your own, because mm-hmm. you're just trying to hide from God. You know, I was going to ask, imagine if Adam and Eve actually did that. Oh, uh, went back? Like, yeah. went to him? Yeah. Instead of, like, we probably would, none of us would probably be here. We'd still probably be in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Eden, true. And Eden. Yeah, that's a good point. So as you were just talking, it was really high. God was speaking. He just said, "You can never be a fugitive to my presence. Mm. You can never be a fugitive to His presence. You can act. The devil wants you to run as if you're a fugitive, but God is the one that's the judge, and He's like, you're not a fugitive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, never. Yeah. Oh, somebody real quick. Write that down. I better say somebody real quick. Define uh, what's the definition? I want to read it. Because I feel like when you read it, it's going to come alive real quick. Fugitive. Da-da-da. All right, here we go. A person who has escaped. All right, here we go. 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 Fugitive. A person who has escaped from a place or is in hiding, especially to avoid arrest or persecution. Which is wild because the concept that you can never be a fugitive to his presence. In hiding, you actually are subjecting yourself to said persecution, to that condemnation. But when you run into the presence of God, there's safety. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Dang. I ain't gonna hold. I ain't gonna hold this too long here. Um. So now that we've gotten through that, right? Um. Also, the heart of God is the fruits of the spirit. Right. So when we look at the fruits of the spirit, that that's the heart of God, right? Amen. I was gonna say love, joy, peace, patience. No, let me read them slower because normally we roll through them. That's why I want to read them. So the the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Right. So whenever you evaluate a thing, always use that to discern it. Is this patience or is this forcing me to rush mm-hmm. is this love or is this forcing me to have quarrel with, with the people around me is this you know what i'm saying like is this kindness or is that actually like would god tell me to not talk to somebody because of you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so you always got to just evaluate it with who he is and with his fruit um did i interrupt my own self from asking a question yeah. wow what was i asking did I even get it out? Oh, all right, all right. 
So we, you were saying that we got here. You were saying we got oh, here. Oh, perfect. So, so back to the what I where we was at at the beginning, which is now that we've gone through how we hear God's voice, have we ever gone through a period of not hearing His voice or being uh, unable to discern what His will was for our life at a certain time? Yeah, I'll be hearing God every day, every second. No, I, I remember I was back in Detroit and um, I was uh, like just basically just not living for God. Like, and and I think I was so far away from him. Like, I, I, I felt like I separated myself so far away from him. And I was so occupying that space with, you know, you know, going out, clubbing, all that type of stuff with everything else. I felt like I was not like hearing him or I couldn't hear him in my life at all. Um, and to be honest with you, that was like probably one of the most worst depressing times and that I'd even realized because I was not, I was so, I, I felt I was so far away from him. He's never, he had never left me, but I think that personally, so like that was just a, a dark period in my life, you know, of like not feeling like I could hear from God, but it was because also I was, occupying space with everything except God. And so, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, um, yeah. Yeah. As you as you were saying that, Keith, that, that them, there's a father and son riding on a bike together, right? Love that. And when they rode by or as you were speaking, it made me think, like, the kid, there were, there's the father and son riding on a bike together. Like, the father sitting down and the kid's, like, literally, like, on his lap. I don't even know how they're doing that. <laughs> But like this, like the, a kangaroo. Yeah, the kid's like really close to him, right? There's no way the man could say something and he wouldn't hear it. Mm. The son wouldn't hear it. He's that close. And so it's that like closeness that allows us to hear him. Like the moment that that kid, if that kid were to stop like right now, where like he's getting off the bike like he is, and if his dad were to leave him, or not even his dad were to leave him, if he were to come running this way and his dad speaks, he can't hear him. Because God speaks in a still, small voice. So the further we are from him, and again, he's omnipresence, but there's there's still an intentionality of being with him that we're required to do. Like, I have to seek him. I have to pray. I have to, I have to still want to be with him. Um, I don't know. It's just like, as he, as they were driving by, it made me think like, dang, like the closer you are, the, the, more likely you are to hear him. So, anybody else? I mean, in high school, yeah. Sometimes you even be at church. I was at church and I was just not even listening to God. You know what I mean? But one thing I did learn over my life is it's not that God is never speaking. It's just that I just was never paying attention. You know? And so, just like as you, we're talking right now, there are some people that actually listen to us and being attuned. And then there are some literally walking by as if we're not here. And so, yeah. whether the message is there, That's it's real. not based on us speaking or not. It's based on is this something that that intrigues you personally? You know, and so yeah. when I don't hear from God, sometimes I'm like it's not that He's not speaking; it's just that He's just not a priority in my life right now for some reason. That's you good. Know? And so, to me now, it's like whether I like it or not, I have to pray every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just that's like listen. I can't leave my house without praying now because of the fact it's like, Lord, I don't know what's gonna go out, but at least I want you to know you are a priority and you are the first thing. And so, but yeah, uh, that's good. I like I like what you said with like. Like literally, there's people out here. There's a there's a speaker. They can hear me. Those people at that table right there, they could physically hear me if they actually wanted to. 
but they're not paying attention to me. And so I could be saying, hey, lady with the gray shirt, I have $100 for you. But because she's not paying attention, she she can't get it. And it's not that I don't have $100 for her. I mean, I don't, but <laughs> I could cash out her maybe if she was listening. Um, but it's it's not that I don't have what she needs. It's that she can't hear me or that she's not listening to me. Yeah. So, ooh, that's good, Baruch. Yeah. I got a question. So, say you want something specific from God at a specific time. Like, if you add, do you believe, like, if you ask God for something that he should or he will or do you expect him to answer you at that time or, you know what I mean, or at that right moment? And then if he, and if the answer is he doesn't, then what do you do? Mm. Oh, I can add this real quick. So I'd be asking God all the time. So when I'd be driving, I'd be like, Lord, this life's going to be green. <laughs> like, and it'd be green. I'd be like, Lord, answer. And then sometimes it'd be red and I really do be pissed off. And I'm just like, but I ask with the intention of like me believing, <laughs> oh you know? Gosh. But seriously, but it's like, but in those moments, the question is, if I don't do it, like, are you not going to come no more? This is a response. You know what I mean? Are you going to stop calling me just because I didn't answer your question? You know, or I didn't desire it. And so, but I think I wouldn't, if you always answered it, I don't think I would ever really have that realization. You know what I mean? And I think it's those moments when he's like, when I don't get what I want, I'm just like, I'm still going to come in the morning and pray. You know why? Because it's not, it's not about the stuff no more. It, it's really about you. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. I, it's funny that you even asked that question because that ties into probably when, when I had the hardest time hearing God. So funny story, kind of like Baruch, whenever I go to a store, it's a game that me and God play. We've been playing it for, for years. Alaris <laughs> here, she knows the story. But when whenever I go a store, a mall, no matter where, I will park within one of the first five spots closest to the door because I'm lazy and I don't want to walk. But but this is a thing that, like, the Lord told me. It, this was something that he was doing with me early on in my faith to grow my faith. Like, will you believe me? And to this day, 15, 20 years later, I, every time I go somewhere, I park within the first five spots. Now, it's not always a lot of the times I pull up, somebody pulls out, I pull in. Zips and boom. And then there's a lot of times where... I have to drive around for a little bit and wait a little bit and not an exorbitant amount of time. Like I'm not waiting hours out there because I really do believe that God will do it. But then there are also times where I'm like, I ain't got time to play with you, Lord. And I'll be parking. And as soon as I literally, the minute I park, somebody pulls out and he's like, yo, you want, you want listening to me? And so I think there is a time and a place, but that's something I have that kind of bold faith because it's something that was promised to me. But then in the same way, I remember being in a season where I really wanted something and I was asking the Lord about it and I was asking him to answer me in my time of prayer. And I what that was it was what it was that season where I was like, I just feel like I'm not hearing anything. Like I'm not hearing anything. And that was where I got the advice. Like when you can't hear God, read God. So I was reading and I was like, I ain't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like but but what when I relinquished what ha the what happened and if, using the same analogy that you were talking about the father and son on on a bike it's not that I wasn't close but I had on headphones and I was expecting to see an audio message on my phone when he was sitting right behind me mm. like it's not that I was ex I was looking for him to answer in a very specific way 
and not being open to the way that the father wanted to share his heart with me. Yeah, that's real. Because you can get that's locked good. in. Like, you expecting him to do a certain thing or that he he spoke to you a certain way before. So it's like, okay, this is the way he speaks to me. You'll miss him, though. Like, he's yeah. he's he's God. He don't... Yeah. She's not limited to one way. Right. Like, she probably be getting bored. Like, I don't want to do it this way. I don't, right. don't want to do it this way. Um, I need friendship. Yeah. Uh, I had a point, but I dropped it. But I was going to say, too, you know, okay. I think we also need to filter our intentions when we ask for things. Right. Because sometimes we feel like we're not getting it because God is not listening. And it's like, nah, the reason you're asking is because it doesn't align with oh, what God yeah. wants for you, you know? And so we definitely need to take some more time in filtering our intentions when we ask things for God. Yeah, and I and, and too again to that point that, that point of how he answers yeah. may be different. Like you may be asking God for something specific, and it's not always an audible voice, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's in His Word, but it's applied in your life mm-hmm. from His Word that you mm-hmm. read. Not necessarily. Oh, I read the scripture and I got illuminated and got a revelation. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, God yeah. just draws you into the position yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. need yeah, to be. Yeah. That's your answer. Yeah. And you would have never, you, you don't know that that was your answer right. until you get to that result. Right, 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 right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. One last thing I'll say yeah, is, yeah, is, I think this whole conversation is predicated on the fact that we're believing for things that's, that's in his will. Right. And it begs the question, yes. what is his will yes and and I, re- I remember hearing it said like god's will is whatever and i was like what and it, it, it's, it's it's about it's from uh philippians 4 8 so god's will is whatever what is whatever whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think think, think about those things, those things. Yeah. so it's like when you are positioning your heart towards the things that please god mm-hmm. When when the scripture says God will give us the desires of our heart, it sometimes we think about that of like I desire this and He'll give it to me, yeah, but He literally also, gives me the desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. desire what I'm desiring. And He also says, "Ask anything to me according uh-huh. to my will." Uh-huh. And it's not His will. It's not always His will for you to get the green light. Come on, you know what I'm saying? So we could pray. I could pray all day. I could pray all day, Lord. Lord, just let a pair of sneakers fall from the sky. Hallelujah. Do I feel that God is capable of doing that? One hundred percent. I do not have any doubt that if He wanted to right now, a pair of <laughs> Jordan ones could fall straight from the sky. Chicago. Size twelve, everything I need, everything, right? Like perfect size and everything, mid condition. Is that His will? So it it, it 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 it's not wise of me to pray things that are not in His will. Yeah. Because one. Why would I do that? Two, it creates a feeling of me feeling like disappointed. When yeah, yeah, yeah. God didn't disappoint me, I just asked stuff that he never said he would give me. That part. You know what I'm saying? Like, why Why would I expect to get things that are not in his will? That just doesn't make sense. And then that brings me to, back to your original question, Keith. Like, I think of myself, I mean, we're children of God, right? Yeah, yeah. I try often to try to imagine myself as a child. Children sometimes have a boldness to where they are not, they do not care what's going on. That I need this right now. Mm-hmm. They like, I, whatever, I don't, I don't care what's going on. That I, I need this right now. And sometimes that boldness is honored. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like, all right, here, you can have it right now. Sometimes it's like, oh, we're not doing it. I, I admire your boldness, your bold, whatever. But like, we're not, <laughs> we don't have time for that right now. 
And so in that case, it's best for the child to, okay, well, if we get it later, we get it later. If not, not, but I trust you that you're the best father. And so I don't think it's wrong for you to come to God with your desires. Like, Lord, I mean, he also knows your circumstance. God, it's time is crunching. The, the rent is due. Like, yeah. it's not it's not wrong for you to say the rent is due. God, I, I, I need finances. He's, he's gyro, his provider. But it also is, God, if you do it, however you do it, is however you do it. If you yeah. give it to me on the second and it was due the first, like, I, I still believe that somehow you're, you'll make all things right. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, as you were talking about, like, being the children of God, I was thinking about Jesus for a minute. And it's like, <laughs> he never got, he never asked for anything when you really think about it. Like when he came there, he always gave. He was a giver, and so sometimes I wonder, you know, what I mean, are we just supposed to be more of a givers, just just like how the father is, instead of always asking for us, you know? Because the only time I ever I could recall Jesus ever asking for anything is when he was on the cross, when he would say like, "Forgive him," you know. But other than that, he was he was healing, he was giving, he was everything that he did was was as a, was a giver, and so should we be doing the same thing, you know? Hmm. I still think there's a place for us to ask for things. Of course. Um, but he already knows what's the desire in our heart. But if that's the case, we have no no reason for prayer. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Because God knows my every need. Ah, this is good. Like, because I'm like, it's two sides. Yeah. Where one is like, why pray? If 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 God knows my heart, he knows everything I need. He knows that my that that bill is due on the thirty first. Why pray and ask for him to provide? On the other side, it's like Bible says, "Pray without ceasing." Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Like there's still a desire of communication from him, whether or not he don't need it. Again, he knows it. But one is really for us. Um, but two, just like any father would want them to to talk and come to them and ask, hey, can you help me with this? Like, you know, that's just how I, I, I perceive it. What do you think? I, I was, I, I was going to say, like, I feel like God God is a God of sowing and reaping in order, and he's established things in a way that requires partnership with him. And so I, I, I feel like there are things that, like, to your point, like, you could say, on the one hand, you could say, well, he knows everything. Why pray? Why do I need to pray? But at the same time, I think there are things that just like when Jesus did heal people, right? He would he healed them, but he they had to take up their mat and walk. They had they had to take a step that partnered with the miraculous. And so I think in same in the same way, like there are moments, there are, are storerooms, if you will, in heaven that are only unlocked. The fact that that one can put ten thousand to flight and two I mean one could put a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. Yeah. I mean, that is the multiplication is is supernatural, but it requires agreement. Yeah. And so, with us agreeing and partnering with God, those those are the things that bind and loose, right, from heaven to earth, so that we can see the manifestation of heaven on the earth. Yeah. No, that's good. Cause yeah, it's like God's sovereignty isn't an excuse for us to not communicate with right. Him. Cause or else it's still like it's still active process. Like I pray for you, you pray for healing. It's like one thing is like God knows that this person needs healing. It's another thing for me to touch and agree and literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, would you 
he'll tell you right now. Like that's totally those two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Can God just supernaturally hear without any asking? Yes. But I I just believe that he just loves to partner with us to do certain things and be like with us. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I do agree. I just think sometimes we focus that request just on us. Is the issue, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. we could still pray, yeah. but it's like, now let me pray for healing for Taylor, you know and I mean, or prosperity for you instead of, Lord, I don't want all the money, I don't want all the healing, yeah, you know? Because yeah, yeah. most of the time when we go to prayer, it's really we're focused on us, that's just how we are as humans, you know? And so, yeah, it would just be nice enough sometimes just changing that perspective and saying, Who else can I pray for? Because those challenges when you're like, oh, Can I pray for somebody else? It's in those weeks where I probably get all my wishes, yeah, because it's like, But I ain't even asked for it, hmm. you know? And so. Yeah, that, that that unselfishness, yeah. yeah. And I think it starts with, like, it don't have to start necessarily, how like, big or how you think. I shared this last week. Like, one thing I stopped praying for is I stopped praying against, like, rain. Like, even right now, it looks like it's about to rain right now. My prayer isn't, God, don't let it rain. My prayer is, like, your will be done. Yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. that seems like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even, like, with that, like, somebody might be praying for the rain. Like right now, somebody really might might need it desperately to rain. Like somebody grass, somebody's some somebody's crops or whatever the case. Like somebody's, I don't. You never like again. God's sovereign. Like somebody might be in a terrible situation in which something crazy was about to happen, but because it rained, something like you don't know. And so for me to pray against it so that my podcast can do what it's supposed to do, it's like it's cool. God can't hold the rain, but I'm just like your will be done. And so it's that like it starts in those things, and then it and then it you can grow it to like bigger things, and like okay, God, I just whatever you want to do is what you want to do. That's I like good. that. That's yeah, good. yeah. I like yeah. That. And I also think too a lot of this probably goes back to the partnership, and I'll say this real quick: is that sometimes it's just a matter of God is like just trying to grow our faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and we have to realize too, like even in you know the Bible and stuff, like if God you don't do it. You know, or, you know, the apostles and stuff like they died. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? Some horrible deaths. And there were people that didn't get healed, Stone, you know, during that time. There were, you know, you know, viruses and all types yeah. of crazy stuff that was going on at that time, too. And but like, you know, is your faith unshakable yeah. to the point where it's like, God, I'm praying for this specific thing. But if it never happens, mm-hmm. still realizing he's still getting the glory yeah. out of your life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And knowing that he got your best interest. If it didn't happen and you're in God's will and walking in obedience, it most likely was not for you. We've I think we've all, not everybody, but we've all probably went on job interviews and we like, this is the job. And you didn't get it and you was upset. But then later you look back like, that job went for me or been in a relationship. And you like, this the one for real. And then you get out of it and you're like, that wasn't for me. Like, or or maybe not even not even belittling the person like this person might have been great you right. just weren't for me right and right. so it's right. like it's that same thing of like knowing God you got what's best for me and it's hard to, it's hard in the now to think of it but even in that like think back on what God's done before like yeah that job went for me that opportunity went for me I wasn't supposed to go to that church I really wanted yeah. to it's like he, he his protection is always there what that what that reminds me of is that the root of it all is a relinquishing of trust and trusting in God. When you were talking about the rain, it reminded me there was an event I did in college, and I felt like God was leading me to give everyone on our campus an opportunity to be saved. And I was like, uh, how? 
<laughs> and but there was we there was this particular area on the plaza where if you had a big enough event and sound system, the whole camp literally the whole campus could see it here, whatever. So I contacted my church. We had a whole big like just worship concert out there and had a, a benediction and people were coming from the game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Um coming over like what is what are y'all doing we heard y'all talking we heard people yelling whatever but when i went to go get the campus permit um there was only like a couple of dates it could be there was only one that was available so i was like okay lord this is your day they were like so where's your rain location i was like there isn't one (laughs) they were like but but you don't know if it's not gonna rain i was like well if this event supposed to happen it's not gonna rain i don't understand like (laughs) and, and it wasn't even a matter of me like oh lord please make sure it doesn't rain but I felt like God was calling me to do the event. And if the event was going to happen, it wasn't going to rain. And if the event wasn't supposed to happen, it didn't rain. Okay. Like, yeah, like, I trust, like, I trust God more than I trusted what I wanted to happen in this situation. But it, it, it required a relinquishing of, of, of me being able to control it and putting my faith in God for me to actually relax into that and be yeah, like, no, nah, yeah. there's not a rain location. And everybody thought I was crazy. But it ain't rain. Yeah, that, look, that's that's a good example of like it's just your will be done. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whether you wanted it or not. Because sometimes we might want things that are good. Yeah, right, right, right. But God has different plans. Right. And so it might even sound like counter gospel for God to have not wanted that event to. Right. But even if that was His will, He's still God. Yeah. Like you and if if my will is for everybody in this whole part to get saved. And God is like, not now. Yeah. Hey, whatever you want, Lord. Like that's that's it. But but it's not. All right, Bye, we're gonna slide real quick. Look, clap it up in your cars or wherever y'all listening. Give, give, <laughs> give it give, give it up for Byru. We've we've had to finish too in a second. Um. So okay, last thing that we can wrap up with is what are some things that you can do or that you do when when you're not really able to hear the voice of God that kind of get you back in a place to to hear i would say the biggest thing is listening um like in my experience i found that the times where i felt like i wasn't hearing from god was because i was doing a lot of talking and not a lot of listening or doing a lot of looking for what i wanted the answer to be and not opening myself up to the possibilities of what God wanted to show me. That's good. I think that's so powerful, uh, Robin. That's one of the things I learned. I think, you know, with our pastor is like sitting down, time alone with God, and just like just sitting there and just taking a moment um, to indulge. You know what I'm saying? Process, ask these questions. You know, um, and then also too, like you know, positive environments, listening to music, because sometimes I think what could be a derail is if we have a request from God or we have a situation we want God to deliver us from and we're going to each and, you know, we're going to different people and we're hearing whispers that may not be of God Mm -hmm. that then could damage our faith into what God really wants to do. So I think it's a very, very fair point. So I try to, for me, I like try to listen to music, read the word, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, keep yourself busy with positive things um, and then I think uh, to Robin's point, just like sit down and just be quiet. Yeah, I think for for me, it's it's 
very musically driven, worship driven, but not worship like the worship songs that are like, Lord, you going to provide, like literally just loving on God. Like getting in the presence of God for me brings me back when I put aside all the things that I want, all the things that I'm thinking about, the things I'm frustrated about, but Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. You're worthy. And the more you start to enter his courts with thanksgiving um, and enter his gates with praise, like his presence starts to come into that space and nothing can stand in the presence of God. Like it is, it is a, it is the safest place to be. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that shatters every block that I have. It shatters every, everything that I, um, was holding on to her that was distracting me from him especially in the sense that I can I can then hear what he wants to say to me or what he wants to do through me and I'm no longer concerned about oh but you didn't do this over here and and I don't, that doesn't necessarily always happen in uh, you know 10 minutes right like it may take some pressing it may take it depending on where I am or what's distracting me, but but just continuously feeding and soaking in the presence of God is for me what brings me back. It's my turn. Yeah. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I was waiting on someone else. Even your yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. It. Sometimes I be forgetting. It's hard. Like I be losing focus out here because I be thinking about so many things. Like people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is raining. Um, Thank you, Lord, for rain. God, your will be done. Uh, it's crazy, though. It's like, oh I don't feel it. Okay, I do feel it a little bit now. I hear it more um, than I feel it. Yeah, because we're under this tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think worship, prayer, fasting, reading the word, and also uh, taking advice from wise people. Those are like the, the best ways I can hear God. But... Um, it was God's will that it rained, and it's raining right now. So we're going to cut this episode. That's kind of God, though. Yeah, at the end, right at the end, right? It's kind of prophetic, low look, key. Hey, look. It's not like, look, you, at, look at how it's going. Like, it's there. raining right raining out there, but not here. right here. Yeah, right here. Yeah. We're oh! We're under the cover. We're under the cover. Uh-oh. Under right. the shadow of the Almighty. Y'all have a great rest of the day. Remember to make today worth living. Peace.